Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. Hey guys, how's it going and welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat, your favourite UK-based Patriots podcast. Joined by myself, Matt, is Jake as always. How's it going, Jake? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I think uh, you're probably a bit fresher or not than me since you've just been to the gym. Yeah, I'm probably quite awake at this point, having taken pre-workout and stupidly at half past eight at night um so <laughs> i might get to sleep in a few days <laughs> you must be missing off your nut <laughs> uh I'm, I'm settled down i'm just very very awake right now um, i was gonna say yeah you're quite chilled <laughs> you're quite chilled for taking pre-workout i must admit but that's it's post-workout now so yeah exactly. you might you might get to sleep by about three in the morning if you're lucky yeah, exactly. Exactly. Give me time to, you know, plan that novel. Um, you know, that autobiography and memoirs. Yeah. What do you think? You'll sell one copy, maybe two? Discount. Yeah, I think my mum will, my mum will definitely buy one. I was going to say, uh, discount your mum out of that. How many copies would you sell? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it'll be a bestseller. Let's put it that way. No. Oh, well. I'll... Uh... I'll maybe gloss over it then, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, say, I'll send you one, signed, and, cool. um, free of charge. I can use I'm it. I'm not going to be making any money off of them, put it that way. A signed piece of memorabilia to use as a co-star. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> so you might be buzzing off your nut on pre-workout, but I doubt you're buzzing off your nut after watching last night's game. <laughs> It's, you know uh, what? I'm not as. I would probably say I'm not as negative about it, having like the dust settle a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna go full blown, you know, screaming and crying. Um, you know, this is terrible. This is. The, it wasn't great, um, but at the same time. I see it as an improvement over the 49ers. And mm. if that's the only thing that I can cling to, then so be it. Um, I'm going to cling to that. And we gave them a, a, a decent fight, better than I thought we would, especially by the time I saw the injury report and who was and wasn't going to be active. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's more than I thought it would be. And so be it. I'll take that. Um, a lot to improve on as usual um yeah on to on to the next opponents i think that's my positive spin (laughs) so on your positive spin as is becoming tradition what would your word of the week be Mm, what's the word i was gonna say 
What did I say last time? I think it was devoid, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like some thesaurus. Uh, I don't even <laughs> got one for this week. I've just Maybe thrown that out. <laughs> yeah, I should have really thought about it. Saying this is a bit of a trademark. Um, you know, I wouldn't say disappointing. I just think there's a lot. There's a lot to be built off of. Um, I just don't have a one word. Yeah, you know, fair sure enough. You're talking, I'll mute myself and have a quick Google a thesaurus <laughs> and an extravagant word. Fair enough. Well, I predicted a twenty-four seventeen win to the Bills. Um, in my preview for NFLScotland.com, it was a 24-21 when we were mm. a lot closer than I thought we would be. Um, just like you were saying there, we were, again, we were actually within yards of winning the yeah. game until Zimmer goes the in. Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. That's two th- and and the, the Broncos as well, even. Um, come mm. down, come down to the last drive of the game, and then Zimmerman just to punch the ball out, and the peanuts gone, and you know, game over. But I mean, last night, as you were saying about the dust settling, last night I was hyped up and you know, throwing calm under a bus. I think, um, <laughs> but, I, but actually looking back on it and that, you know, letting things settle a little bit, I'm a bit more level-headed today and. We were in an improvement on last week, which wasn't very difficult, I suppose. But it was definitely an improvement on last week. And he had a reasonably decent game. He was starting to throw a bit more, and there was a bit of a run game going. They actually let Damien Harris loose. Um, if there's anything, uh, yeah. any positives to take from it, apart from a battling performance, in a way, uh, Damien Harris got loose, ran for over 100 yards, and uh, Jacoby Myers had a good game, caught a few catches, and looks like he's almost becoming de facto wide receiver one by the end of this game, catching the, the two-point conversion to level it up, and he seems to be becoming a, a trusted target, a cam. So, you know, there's a couple of spin, positive spins for you. Yeah, I've got my work now. What we're going Oh. Um, you know, as you said, you know, I think, you know, if you rewind to the Seahawks game, the Denver game, and now this game, and if you imagine that those final drives panned out in a in a positive Patriots way, I don't think we would be having a lot of, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be under the microscope and we'd be having very different conversations, you know, about the state of the AFC East, <clears throat> the Bills, um, and just the squad in general, which is why I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm not going to just go to town in terms of, you know, Cam this, the squad that, et cetera, et cetera. I, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't think the squad is great. Um, far from it. I think we're pretty poor across the board. Um, there's a few bright sparks here and there but generally you know if you look at us you know in, in a sort of FIFA Madden style of having a rating we're pretty poor you know mm-hmm. um, but I, I think there were enough flashes in there for me to kind of take away the you know to have that positive um, opinion of it um, you know at the, the end of the day we are not going to the Super Bowl yet. If we hadn't learned that by this point, 
I'm not sure, um, you know, what planet you live on as a, as a Pats fan. Um, you know, credit to you and your optimism. But, you know, back in the real world, I think we've, we know it's going to be a, a tough remainder of the year and we're going to probably have a fairly high draft pick, probably the highest we've had in, had in a while, depending on how that goes. But, yeah, I, I think personally... I just think there's still there's we're still finding out about this squad. Obviously, as you said, Jacoby Myers, we weren't talking about him two, three weeks ago. Um, no, especially not in the context of is he wide receiver one for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think you know, especially in in these instances where there's not a lot for us to kind of sit here and be like, oh man, that's so candid. Oh man, we were just scoring touchdowns left, right and centre. We are not the Kansas City Chiefs. We are not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You just got to take what what you can. At the end of the day, we we watch this because we love the the sport. We love the team. And, you know, there's just two, we're in 2020 for God's sake. You know, in England, we're on the cusp of another um, lockdown. And I'm just trying to find positives. You know, maybe this is a new, improved me. (laughs) <laughs> well, as you say, the the, um, the what was the way to pick up on what you just said? There was the actual support. It was a lot. Of, there, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, the actual support, as you say, of of the team uh, and the sport in general, but of certainly of the Patriots. Like again, there were people coming out last night with the memes and going, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not the person that's taken off the Pats yeah. cap and I'm off to watch the Buccaneers or the Chiefs or something. I think there's no need to go and declare like your love for the team and all this kind of thing every single time we lose. I mean, whoever's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media you use, it's going to get filled quite a lot with those types of posts and messages if you keep doing that over the next two, three, four, five years potentially because we've just got uh you know, get comfy, settle in and enjoy the roller coaster because that's what it's gonna be from now on. It's not gonna be this high up in the clouds, almighty mm. um team and you know, re- winning record and things where, that we're used to. The one of the things that I picked up on from um, social media last night was that uh, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record in a season before and for Bill and the Patriots and what that legacy that's built I would like to see us at least get to an 8-8 eight eight by the end of the season so that is not a stat on, on this year at least the, mm. you know we finished the year in a losing record because if Mike Tomlin can do it then Bill by hell or high water, Bill Belichick can get at least a an eight and eight out the season with um, how we're playing, and you know, just overall um, the actual game itself, it was a, it was a good game to watch. Um, a bit tough in places, but not as tough as if you're a Rams fan. After I've just watched the highlights of the Dolphins game, oh, wow, <laughs> that, that's a whole different level of quarterback in there. Um, I mean. That was one positive. We're we're not giving away interceptions this week. We might have coughed up the ball at the end for the the potential game-winning drive, but he wasn't throwing interceptions like he has done the last couple of weeks. Um, This is probably his best game since coming back from COVID. Yeah, definitely. That's another factor that we're still not 
I mean, we joked about it a couple of weeks ago of um, him being a bit crazy in the head by the play mm. calling and things. It was possibly the throws that were or weren't there, the, the receivers that he couldn't see or whatever it might be. But yeah, that's potentially still a factor because I can't remember who it was I've, I saw. Um, it was one of the Clemson, I think it was Clemson safety potentially, that he picked up COVID at the start of the college season and only now is he starting to you know, feel like he's an athlete again. He's been breathing through his arse in most weeks, it seems. Um, that he's now, you know, he's beyond that and that's something to factor in. And he's mm. he came on a good game last night. It just unfortunate that he was the one. If it if it was anyone else, it would have been Burkhead or even Damien Harris, who we've mentioned had a good game that coughed up that ball from Zimmer punching it out. There wouldn't have been the the usual hyperbole we've been used to in the last couple of weeks uh, on social media after a Patriots loss. And it would have just been well it was a running back, it happens, you know, we'll get on with it, we move on. But because it was calm and the what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, which hasn't been much, it's probably blown out of most, if not all, proportion, I guess. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I think if you look at um, soccer, football, and, you know, Manchester United being sort of, um, you know, yardstick almost for every other team in the country up until, you know, um, Ferguson left, and, you know, sort of afterwards, I think the media uh, in regard to to United has always been kind of like, oh, look, they've messed up. Oh, look, it's, you know, the end of, you know, all that success that they had over 20 plus years or whatever, you know, it's all gone down the toilet. Look how much of a failure they are. It's, you know, it sells, the negativity sells and, and makes headlines. And I think you're... You're seeing the beginnings of that now with the Patriots, in my opinion. You know, people want to be able to turn around and go, oh, the dynasty's over. You know, Bel- Belichick's lost it. The Patriots are no more. I mean, you know, we've had a reign of terror over the NFL for a very long time. And, you know, I get it. I, I would be the same way if I was, you know, a, a Dolphins fan or a Steelers fan or, you know, whoever it is. Um, and I think it's just you know, us as fans just kind of have to try and keep things in perspective and ignore the noise, really. You know, we knew it was going to be a tough year. It's been a bit tougher than we thought. I don't think, you know, Bill Belichick has ever had as much adversity in his coaching career at any point when you factor in COVID and injuries and opt-outs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, I, I, I I don't think it's the end of the world by any means. I think... You know, my, in my mind, I'm kind of like, it's fine. This is one of those those down years where you're kind of like, let's see what we've got in this squad and what we're who we're going to invest in, who we're not going to invest in, and who do we bring in? Um, which I suppose would be my question to you. Do you keep Cam? Um, yes. I can't you see... For, I don't know, two years or something. <sighs> I really can't see where or who um, we could pick up. I mean, I've not got yeah. a, a list of the um, the free agents in front of me at the moment um, for next year. Um, I've just actually brought it up now as I'm talking. And <laughs> there's Trubisky. No, 
Um, dark, dark, possibly, but he'll probably get picked. You know, more than likely, the Cowboys actually pay him. Um, yeah. RG three, Matt Barkley, the the ginger warrior himself, who also went down in Dallas, Andy Dalton, who was obviously he was touted um, someone that would potentially come to us. I, I don't want him because I just think he's average and he's not going to bring much. I mean, he's, he's a solid kind of guy, but, um, you know, as much as we look forward to what might be and we're ready for what, or, or certainly we are ready for what's to come over the next little while, you know, and we still don't want to be average. We want to be better than average at the very least, and we need to be competitive in our division because all of a sudden our our division in the AFC East is becoming extremely competitive, and it's not just a a one way Patriot Street anymore. So no, Dalton, not for me. Rivers, no, probably passed it and cost too much. Tyrod Taylor, no. Nate Peterman, no. Fitzpatrick. You could argue on the on the basis of what we've seen this year, yes, but no, because um, he's he's just he's thirty eight or whatever age he is now. You know he's gonna. Yeah, if you want to go into free agency and spend money on someone, you need to be looking at someone of a of an age that you can actually get the next. You know, like a three year deal out of or hmm. along those lines. So you're then looking at calm. Yeah, I would keep him on because by then he'll be another year in the system. There's hopefully no COVID by yeah. the time we get to next season. Um, you know, all these factors come into the playbook and everything that he's in, that he can learn a lot more. Out with that, you're then looking at the likes of Jameis Winston. Nope. If you think uh, Cam's <laughs> throwing interceptions, then, you know, get Mr. Interception in the building if you really want. But no thanks. No, I'm good. I'm good. Joe Flacco, again, on the wrong side of being any good these days. He was an average quarterback at best that won a Super Bowl um, eight years ago, I think it is now. Um, yeah. The only one, potentially, with um, out of all of that, as I come to the end of the list for the quarterbacks, is is uh, CJ Beathard at the 49ers. He, any time I've seen him play for the 49ers, which looks like it might be coming a bit more often now that Jimmy G's just gone down with a, a high ankle sprain, he's he's looked decent. There's Nick Mullins as well, both of them are, um. Although Mullins is a restricted free agent next year, but you know both of them could be got for the right money. But Bethard is is young enough that you could get a, potentially a few years out of him before you have to go and draft someone else. But in general, there's not really much in that list that you would no. without paying big bucks for the likes of Dak Prescott and Philip Rivers, and even Cam Newton. I think. He'll if he does come back next year, he'll respect the fact that you know we took a chance on him where nobody else would. And although he was on a million dollars base salary uh, with a load of incentives, I think that goes a long way to actually you know how much loyalty do do you get these days? Probably not a lot, but just enough that he comes back in a reasonable deal that you're not spending over the hill for probably. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, if um, Dak was available, I would take him like, on a similar deal to what Cam's done. Not so much the money-wise, but in terms of a prove-it deal, because he's going to be coming back from a pretty horrific injury anyway. So, you know, and he's also going to have... In fact, the similarities with Cam are, are quite scary. Um, now I think about it, you know, coming back from injury, proving a franchise wrong if the Cowboys decide to not go back with him. I mean, I, I can't see why they wouldn't. Um, I think they'd get slagged off quite badly <laughs> if they just decided to bid him off. But... Um, I would personally stick with Cam and, you know, maybe you, you draft a quarterback to learn under him. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see, I personally don't think Stidham is, is the one. Otherwise, we'd be seeing a lot more of him. And, you know, there's still time for me to be wrong with that. Um, he might make an appearance towards the end of the season when there's absolutely nothing to play for. Mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Cam would come back personally as well, just in the sense of like, I want to prove people wrong about this season. Yeah. And of course he has a massive uptick and, and everything else, but you know, I, I think he fits in. I, I think he's, he's filled that hole in terms of, you know, we're not sort of sitting there going, man, there's a real lack of leadership in the Patriots locker room. There's, you know, he's, he's, he's come in and stepped in on, in those huge shoes and he's not really seemed necessarily like that phased. Um, I mean, his, his play hasn't been amazing, but I would probably put that on the COVID aspect of things. Um, and, you know, it being a new system, but hmm. yeah, I would, I would, I would hope he stays personally. I've, I've saw even the outlandish claim that, you know, we could be tanking for Trevor, which is never happening, by the way. Um, and this morning I saw that I, if the season was to end today, based on the current um, standings, we would be the 10th overall draft pick. So then go and try and somehow trade up to the first overall draft pick is nigh on impossible, really, unless you're trading away everything that you own to get there just for, you know, it's just potential. I mean, he's, he seems to, by all intents and purposes, he is seems to be the best quarterback that's coming out of the of a, a draft since Andrew Luck and um, Peyton Manning before him. But yeah, you don't go and trade away all your stock just for the sake of a quarterback that potentially could. I mean, he, he could go down the first week with an ACL, and then what do you do? You've got nothing. And looking through as you were speaking there. The I think the way to go is get Cam back in, probably depending on what draft pick we end up with. We could maybe push up a little bit and possibly look at the, the likes of Justin Fields or someone potentially out of the draft. Um, but to go and spend money on a free agent is pointless. And when you consider the likes of Aaron Jones is a free agent next year. Philip Lindsay is a free agent next year. Todd Gurley is a free agent next year. Uh, who else have you got? There's like Curtis Samuel, um, Alan Robinson, um, Will Fuller, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins. There's loads in offensively, especially as we've all said it for weeks on end, 
the wide receivers need help. Godwin, Chris Godwin's another one. I mean, some of these will more than likely get picked up by their their teams that they're at. More than likely, like the likes of Godwin, Smith Schuster, Kenny Galladay. I, I wouldn't expect them to hit free agency, but potentially they're they're there. Um, go spend money on that rather than a quarterback, because I think we both agree that you can get Cam back in a decent deal. Draft someone else if if you really think Jimmy G, um, not Jimmy G, sorry, Jarrett Stidham's not the one, um, and take it from there. Let Hoyer go and retire gracefully and keep Stidham as your your third quarterback if you really want, I suppose. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think, you know, just because you are the number one draft pick and you're a quarterback does not mean that, you know, suddenly you're going to be having a Brady level of success or and sustained excellence. Um, you know, look at Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's just not that simple. It doesn't work on the basis that you um, automatically have, have got a winner. Um, that's not to say I, I think you'll be Ryan Leaf 2.0, but um, no, you, you, you've got to go with more and more tangible things you know what do you know rather than what do you think you know and I think with Cam with a second year in the system um, you know we've got a very high um, salary cap uh, you know we've got a lot of money to move around and I think we'll, we'll see them use that I think we'll see yes it's not rocket science we know what we need we know mm. you know what kind of players we need to draft what kind of players we need to bring in and I think it will be a case of reloading and, and coming back a lot stronger. Again, not going to say that there's going to be a Super Bowl on the cards, but I just think this is this is a down year where you work out who who works, who doesn't work, who do we want to be in the building, and kind of building from that. You know, you think of some of the down years that we've had in the past, which were not as low as this, granted, but we're still down years. And those were the years when you know you had people like I don't know Brandon Spikes teaching. The, the next generation, like Dante Hightower and, um, you know, those other guys that came through and then won, you know, Super Bowl 49 against the Seahawks. The, these are those sort of years where I think you put that structure in place and, you know, when you've got people like um, Uche, um, potentially, you know, showing bits in, here and there, JC Jackson showing bits here and there. It's not like the, the, the squad is terrible, um, you know, Jets level. Um, it's it's just strengthening those those areas, I think. Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, we just have to almost play it by ear, I guess. I mean, we're 24 hours out from the trade deadline. There might be something that comes out of that by you know this time tomorrow that we find out we could potentially be in a place to. to I don't. I think a lot of us. I'm myself included probably um, you know the, we're now looking towards next season pretty much mm. we're more than likely too far removed unless we go on some sort of run but the teams that we've got coming up including the Ravens I mean we've got Jets next week it should be should be a gimme um, got the Jets again later in the, in the year should be a gimme can we catch the Dolphins on a bad day like we done did at the start of the season? 
potentially. So then you've got another three wins there. So that's putting you at five and five. And then you've got like so you've got some tough games coming up after mm. that with the Chargers, the Rams, um, Ravens is in there. Um character building. You know, so if we get to eight and eight by the end of the year, I think it would be um good. And that was pretty much bang on where a lot of us would like us to be in that position. You know, we went from a a f- four, five, possibly six win team understood him to Cam coming in the door to swapping that to a positive record of an eight, nine, ten win team. Yeah. We're pretty much not getting to ten wins now, I don't think. Um probably not even nine. So yeah, an eight and eight after the back end of this year would be good. But actually, looking at the game itself, you mentioned JC Jackson there. He is someone that we should build that back end around, I think. Um, maybe a Gilmore trade does come out in the next 24 hours. His house is up for sale. We spoke about it last week. Um, yeah, it was a similar thing to Brady. Brady's house went up for sale. He was going here, there, everywhere, and then ultimately went to Tampa. Maybe it is a sign that you know, Gilmer's looking to get out, but he's injured just now. So does that then hamper him actually passing a medical or anything to land another team? But one thing I was, we mentioned it earlier, but Jacoby Myers being a wide receiver one, there was something I picked up on from Twitter a few hours ago. And this is just, but it blew my mind actually and I, th- I told you just before we started recording because um, you hadn't seen it because you'd been at the gym and, and that that the Patriots have drafted 14 wide receivers during the Belichick era Jacoby Myers already has more receiving yards with the Patriots than 10 of them and he's fifth in that list at 484 yards I mean I, I told you that and then there's I blew your mind. I blew my mind. You know what is going on with like Sahari and whoever else we've, all the others that we've drafted. Like the guy's just, you know, he's becoming wide receiver one pretty much. And but he had a good, he had a good game yesterday. So yeah, who's to, who's, to, who's to deny the guy that? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think it. You know, when you look at the Patriots dynasty. Um, if you will, uh, quite objectively, you know, impressive, um, you know, incomparable in, in some respects. But blindly, if there was ever like a, you know, positives and negatives, and negative is just that that receiving <laughs> scouting report. I don't know, like who it is that just doesn't, you know, is it Bill? Does does Bill just kind of look at look at these guys and go, yeah, that's that's the guy, and then you know. It, it doesn't really pan out that way, and we we seem to do better, you know, pulling them. You know, they're either undrafted or there are other other teams' castoffs. I mean, Olszewski had a uh, didn't have a lot to do yesterday, but when he was involved, he had a good game. He was an undrafted free agent from from last year that was pretty much on the way out, as far as most people predicted in training camp, and then. He had a good training camp and won his spot back on the team, which um, fair play to Gunner. He's he's um, taking his chances when he can. He's got his space in the team as the the punt and kick returner. 
So I could see him being on the team for years to come as a, a special teamer the same way Matt Slater has, because obviously Matt Slater's on his um going towards his last legs. He's I think that's old ten, ten years with the, the organization now. So he's you know, he's got a year or two left at most, but he's he can still gun it down the field when the uh, Jake Bailey's kicking it the opposite way um for him. So but yeah, Gunnar had a decent game yesterday, as we've mentioned. Uh, Harris had a good game, and I was really pleased. We've we've, we've spoken about this over the last few weeks. We're, we're on the hype train, choo choo, uh, <laughs> with Damien Harris, and you know, it, I was pleased that he didn't. He got in the game and he actually utilised it well. He has been in games before, but he's gained 37 yards off a five carries or that, you know, that sort of statistic. And then just go, Nope, you, Hmm. you boy back in the bench now. And like, why he's let's just run it down their throat. If we can, if we can. And, and one of the drives yesterday, he, I think it was four or five in a row. He just ran it down. And that was a lot of his yardage was that just that one drive yesterday and it was brilliant to watch. Um, then I think he's going to, yeah. I think he's, he's going to, it looks like he's becoming the, I can he's see him. So. Yeah. I can see him becoming RB1 by the end of the season and then going it next year. Is uh, White's not that guy. White's the pass catching back. You want in second and third down. Yeah. Change it up a little bit. Um, again, another one that was on the bubble at the going into training camp, and that even though he got the new deal signed in the, at the start of summer with Rex Burkhead, I'm not sure I can see him being around next year potentially. Maybe it just depends. Depends who we pick up in free agency or whatever. Sony Michelle's obviously been on the COVID list, but when he comes back, I think Harris has done enough to dislodge him as that run down your throat back. So yeah, fair play Damien Harris. So and we could we could bang on about the, the negatives and say you're two and five and they're at five and two but it's as we mentioned earlier as well, the the drives against yesterday, against the Seahawks, against Denver, it was whether that was a Brady thing or just I don't know something was just missing over these past few weeks, whether it's, it is Cam you want to blame or somebody else you want to blame, then go ahead. There. But it's just that little difference between two and five and five and two. And as you said, we wouldn't be having these negative conversations as we, we seem to have been having over the past few weeks. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Not right so, now when you're going into lockdown. No, so um, yeah, that that is, is. I think I think generally that's my my outlook. Um, anyway, it's it's kind of a the nature of the beast, really. We've had such unprecedented success, and you know, as as Belichick said, we've sold out to to get Super Bowls, and then we're kind of you know the paying the price a little bit at the moment. Um, and I, I genuinely do believe it will take maybe what two years potentially at the earliest and you know you might see something that resembles a little bit more of, of what we've known for the last however many years now because um, I don't I still don't think you know 
next season it would be fixed necessarily. I don't think we would no. suddenly turn into some barnstorming, you know, marauding team by any by any means. Um, but I think by like year three of, of you know maybe Cam Newton under centre, you'd be looking at a pretty decent team again. Um, so yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, I love football and it's just just how it is. Sport, man, sport is crazy. <laughs> yeah it certainly is it's it's a reason we all love it I guess is it's just so inconsistent and so up and down that you know, it plays with your emotions and just puts you through the ringer uh, more than anything else I guess but I was just one thing I wanted to touch on as well before uh, we head off into the night and um, look forward to the Jets because at least we've got that. We can all look forward to playing the Jets, whether you're <laughs> us or Kansas or even the Giants or whoever. You know, they're that terrible that you could do what you want pretty much with them. But one thing I wanted to um, ask you about and touch on was the the tight ends. Izzo had a few uh, decent catches yesterday. We've spent two draft picks on two tight ends who have barely seen the field when this is not a new problem um, the wide receivers over the last couple of years I mean we had Bruce Ellington on the practice squad at one point and then he turns up on in uh, Colin Kaepernick's promo thing whatever the heck that was his, work, his workouts for teams that clearly weren't interested in him at all Um you know, we picked up two tight ends um, when we, there's receivers available. What is what's going on there? What has happened? <laughs> is, who's who's scouting these things, and why have we not picked up at least one wide receiver and out of those draft picks that were available? I don't know. I think I don't know if it's just a blind spot potentially. It kind of a uh priority or well it's kind of gone a certain way for so long and you know you look at someone like Amendola for example and sort of the mileage we got out of him and you know Welker to an extent I guess because he was a free agent coming from the Dolphins we didn't trade for him did we I thought he was a free agent but you know I just mean as in we've got a lot out of sort of um, less well regarded receivers obviously like Randy Moss or someone like that would be the exception to that rule but um, I think yeah I mean I was frustrated coming into you know into this year where it's like we didn't you know we drafted some some um, tight ends quite low down um, we didn't prioritize bringing a free agent in um, or trading for someone and you know I think you know, the same way that we talked about Damon Harris being eased in, maybe we're seeing the tight ends being eased in. And, and Ryan Izzo is this flashes of what a partnership with him and Cam could do. I think I said, said it last week that, you know, one of Cam's main targets was um, Greg Olsen when he was with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And it's almost that safety blanket aspect of, you know, that trust and, and everything else. And, uh, you know, Ryan Izzo, you know, will only have, done himself favours after that game with the Bills, especially with the, you know, how the offence pans out. And I do think that if we bring the tight ends in and, you know, they can 
do little bits of jobs because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say Ryder so is going to turn into a young Shannon Sharp or something. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a myth. Um, you know, just having that threat of them being able to do something will open the game up more so than we probably think. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's around about the the picks that uh, Keen and Asiasi were. There, there's not much in the way of uh, wide receivers potentially that you'd maybe look at. There's um, yeah Gabriel Davis that went to the Bills and Gandhi Golden that went to the Redskins. There's you could have maybe packaged together two or three picks and traded up for Denzel Mims or something like that um, instead of the the Jets getting him. But there's not really much that, uh, you know, unless you're moving up to into proper first and second round territory and looking at the likes of Ayuk or Jefferson yeah. or someone like that that you would, or Chase Claypool, um, there's not much to look at um, having a look through the the draft from this year, but it just I don't know. I just something's irks me about getting the two of them. There was so much um, hoopla about them. You know, Keen was looking at possibly as a a converted uh, fullback, um, but I mean, fair play, Jakob Johnson. He's taken the the scruff of the neck with that one. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's something just annoys me in that. And I don't know if I just bought in too much of the hype, potentially, that this was the new Hernandez and, and Gronk, um, you know, draft class, that that's potentially what we're about to see and we've just not seen it yet. Because um, if... No. I'm just I'm just not convinced by Izzo. I mean, he, he he's mm. serviceable enough. He does a few things here and there. He had a couple of decent catches yesterday, held off a couple of tackles. But Devin Asiasi, especially, especially, I just want to see you get in games and let's see what he's got, especially now. So hopefully against the Jets, this is, I guess, this is kind of the prelude to the um, pod later in the week that you know these types of things that we're talking about now hopefully against the Jets they're so poor that we can experiment a little bit and let's come up with something get consistency going get some decent drives going um, just things that generally excite us as football fans and Patriots fans specifically isn't it definitely definitely and I think the position of tight end is you know maybe to the um, newer American football fan is such a complicated position. I think a lot of people mistake it as kind of like it's a big bloke receiver type deal. <laughs> um, and it, you know, there's so much that encapsulates that position. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the 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 blocking, which is obviously so fundamental to both the run and pass game. Um, as well as being that that threat, um, I'm, I used to. I mean, that was the first position I ever played in in American football, and it was a real education in terms of doing everything. Because you know, uh, an offensive lineman doesn't do blocking, um, but the tight end is an offensive lineman. So it's it, it's a strange 
hybrid position uh, in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, I've, I've alluded to it even in this conversation that if we have decent tight ends in, in there, you know, and, you know, take me back to those Gronk and Hernandez days because we took that for granted. <laughs> God knows we yeah. took having two really, really good tight ends in those wildcat formations and, and stuff like that um, for granted. You know, it it will just create so much. It's just such a threat to to a defense because you know, are they blocking? Are they gonna? You know, is it a fake? There's so much that goes on with it. Um, and you're right. You know, thinking about it. I mean, I, I I've never turned around and said Brian Izzo is is the the man. He's going to turn into X, Y, and Z. Um, as you said, serviceable. I think it's maybe we dabble in in the draft next year for one or. You know, I'm not saying pull up a list, but you know who who's available next year as well is going to, you know. Hunter Henry is probably the main one. He's. I would take Hunter Henry. He's yeah. available in free agency this year. He was a restricted free agent this year that um, ended up. I think he got targeted in the end, but he's definitely a a free agent next year that we could potentially look at. But and as you say. Uh, and I guess it might just come back to the whole COVID thing again. They've not had a preseason. They've not been able to properly get into um, what do you call it? You know, workouts with opposite teams that they normally do, whether it's the Lions or Titans or whoever they do joint practices with during the the um, preseason before then playing them in a game at that, that weekend. They've not managed to do that. So there's a whole list of things that could play into this. But I just, I'd like to see them get on the field. i like to see uh, all rookies get on the field. And if they, if they, to me, I think, if they, if they all play like Michael and Wenu has over his <laughs> um, rookie season to date, then they'll be doing all right. Or more than all yeah. right, because he's been an absolute standout in that line. He's played, he's basically played across the whole line, almost, and uh, had a standout in each position, pretty much. So, yeah, he's again another positive to take out this weekend, I guess. You'll never win it, win anything with kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> and weren't they proved wrong? Or wasn't he proved wrong? Um, go look up that quote, folks. If you're not sure, we'll leave we'll leave that one hanging with you. Um, otherwise, it seems like a weird in joke, but the, it's not just an in joke. It was a, it's a probably a UK soccer joke in general. So if you're not familiar, go look it up, and and yeah, you sh- you'll get the gist. Seemed quite apt in the in this uh, in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, definitely something that's. I just don't think it's possible in the NFL, I suppose. But yeah, no, definitely apt here. So I think that's yeah. it for this week. Um, we might have skirted around the issues uh, of the Buffalo Bills <laughs> game. We, we've in got denial. We, yeah, we, we've gone in depth and in denial in places and in, in, in depth in others where, you know, we try give you a different spin on things. We're not just here to throw stats at you and everything. You you want that, go to other podcasts um, because they are quite good at doing that. But we try to give you a different spin, a different uh, perspective from a couple of British lads talking crap about New England Patriots on here on Pat's Chat. But if you like it, 
and you want to keep on listening to us, please uh, subscribe. Also rate and review uh, five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts and whichever podcaster you use would be much appreciated, but also word of mouth and is also another way to go or on social media through either our Instagram or Twitter. You can find both our accounts for those platforms at Pat's Chat UK. If you want to come bants with myself, it's at Matt Inkster. And for Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design. That is it, folks. That's a wrap on week eight against the Buffalo Bills. Another loss, unfortunately. Uh, four in a row going into this week against the Jets, but it is the Jets. So, yeah, we can preview later in the week a happy win-win-win against them at MetLife East Rutherford, the New York Jets. But until then, folks, we'll speak to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.